Welcome to Facing Off. This is a podcast where we have ordinarily take oh, two uh, movies and we compare and contrast them. But sometimes we take a hit popular TV series and we just break down that season of that series. Today we are doing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, my name is Gabe and joined with me are my two favorite super soldiers. With the super serum. Captain Falcon. Nick and Layla. And the winter America. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. Falcon. Punch. Falcon punch. Uh, hey, man. What's up, guys? What's, uh Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. I'm good. Uh, I speak cool. for Layla, but she looks, looks fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel fine. I feel good. Okay. All right. Good to hear. Uh, glad the GRC hasn't broken down your doors and rearranged your entire life and fucked with everything. Um, and glad that super soldiers aren't throwing people through your uh, living room walls. Uh, anyways, before we get into <laughs> these TV sh- uh, shows, let's uh, let's quickly talk about the Oscars since that just oh, happened shit. and we're typically a movie podcast. Um, right, Layla, gonna, what did you think I'm about the Oscars? I'm gonna get a beer while you guys talk about the. As Oscars. the only person who watched it, uh, <laughs> what did you think about it, Layla? Um, so for those of you who haven't figured this out, the Oscars is my favorite night of the year, and it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was an incredible Oscars year, surprised by many things and impressed by many things, except for obviously the ending that the ending of all endings that people can't stop talking about, which is just fascinating yeah. at this point. Um, for those of you that did not watch, uh, there was a huge upset at the end of the Oscars. And for some reason, Soderbergh, who produced this Oscars, decided to not have Best Picture be the last category of the Oscars this year, but have Best Actor. And no one knew that Chadwick Boseman was not going to win and it was going to go to a fabulous... Uh, there were rumblings about it. It was like enough of a chance that Steven <laughs> Soderbergh should definitely have not i mean yeah it was that. a bad it was a bad call because truly i think a lot of people on the internet too are like they must know but really they truly do not like no one knows yeah. ahead of time and mm. it went to the father it went to anthony hopkins who was very asleep, deservingly so by the way who was asleep while that. the oscars was happening because he truly did not believe that this was ever going to happen and yeah, he was asleep what a flex. in wales what a flex yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I got to say this because of the, you know, controversy around it. And no one is mad at the 
decision to give it to Anthony Hopkins. It was the way that it was given out. And I think a lot of people are upset. They shouldn't be, but I think a lot well, of people yeah, are upset. A lot of people that didn't watch The Father are True upset. That. And, you know, Ma Rainey got enough Academy Awards for what type of movie it was. It was fine. Um, and, it, and the awards that it won were deserving. Um, and Chadwick Boseman was very, very deserving, as was Riz Ahmed, mm-hmm. uh, as was Stephen Yoon. Um, it, was a, it was a stacked as category. Was fucking Gary Oldman, yeah. yeah. And Anthony Hopkins has only won one Academy Award in his lifetime, and I promise you, at least in my opinion, this was his best performance since Silence of the Lambs. It might even be my favorite performance of his ever. So weird night, but a lot of really great movies, and a lot of them are very yeah. accessible. So I mean, we had the I, first ever female woman of color win director. This is the second whoa, woman whoa. to ever win, which is incredible for another incredible movie, Nomadland. Promising young yeah. woman won for screenplay, which we were worried about and very happy the that the father that happened. won for adapted screenplay, yeah. which I was very excited about. Some really great um, wins. I was impressed. Yeah, I was pretty. Impressed. Yeah, it was great. I and was not mad at anything. The one that Gabe, I was thinking about you a lot when I was watching it because I think you actually Thanks. would have liked. <laughs> I think you actually would have liked how Soderbergh like produced the actual show this year. When the yeah, presenters, yeah, when the presenters presented, they did like these really like innovative ways of presenting, and they had like when Bong Joon presented, he like talked. Absolute legend. Yeah, he like Friend I don't know, he like narrated all these quotes that each of the the nominees said about what like filmmaking means to them. And it was really beautiful the way that they oh, filmed cool. it. Like it's really cool. The whole show is really cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Too yeah. bad it ended in a poor, in like Steven Soderbergh shot himself in his own foot. <laughs> Speaking of which, by the way, do you know that Steven Soderbergh was once nominated for director for two movies in the same year? I did not know that, but and he I could won see that it. year for traffic. Um, yeah, it was Aaron Brockovich in traffic. Hmm. Anyways, that's it for quick Oscar reactions. <laughs> We're going to do that every week uh, from here on out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, Just Oscars are over. Just to this Oscars, which yeah. appeared to have been... Every where, week. Where, where did it take place? It, 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 Union honestly, Station. That makes sense. It, it didn't look like that most of the time that no. I watched it. It looked like it took place... In the ballroom that yeah. uh, that I had prom in when I was a junior. Um, who was your date? Cute. Baby Nick. Uh, That's fucked up, Nick. She deserves better. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, this, no, I, I don't know how to feel about this. But anyways, yeah, I encourage everyone to seek out movies from the Oscar year. And if you want to know what like my favorite ones were, reach out to me. I would be happy to show you. That's something I, I have a lot of passion for. Anyways... Let's talk about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this new show on Disney+. Plus. Nick, do you want to try to give us a quick synopsis of what happened? If you haven't seen the show and you don't want it spoiled, <clears throat> obviously don't fucking listen to this. Um, but I did not seen it, write a synopsis so down, but in the wake of Captain America's retirement, Captain Steve Rogers America, Captain mm-hmm. Steve Captain America Rogers... In his wake of his retirement, um, uh, Sam Wilson gives the shield to a museum. Yep. yep and yep. Um, then the government is like, "We need a Captain America," so they hire a blonde, blue-eyed, a Captain blonde, America. blue-eyed Captain America, played by Wyatt Russell. Um, name is but the character's name is John Walker, and then he becomes Captain America, but. 
he's just kind of like not a super powered guy, but then he gets a super serum. He becomes a super powered guy, but there's also terrorists, but they're not terrorists. If you, if you listen to Sam Wilson, even though they're terrorists and then, um, yeah. Hilarity. Ensues. Yeah. In the wake. Okay. In the wake <laughs> of the blip, I think you did great, when man. everyone disappeared. <laughs> yeah, you did fine. Um, in the wake of the blip, uh, because this is a pretty important part of this or whatever, the the governments of the world, essentially like the EU um, or uh, the UN, come together to try to figure out how to to manage the people that come back and the the shifting lives. They're like turning to refugees and then... Yeah, and they... And they basically fuck it all up, and they create terrorists, as uh, the United States has been wont to do uh, it, uh, frequently in the past. And uh, in the wake of that, people turn to the sort of violent, uh, vigilante sort of uh, semi-heroes who have been gifted super serum strength. And those people are fucking terrorists and are fighting against this this government group called the GRC but meanwhile there is an exploration of how do we pass on the legacy of someone like Captain America that would actually give a shit about what's going on oh yeah and, and there's a person who has all the, the super serum and her name is the power broker or his name yeah I think, no, I think we've done a great her job name. of I think they established it <laughs> yeah I mean we, we could get into this but uh, that's sort of the background for the show uh, we got was, some notes. That was from... riveting for anybody who's actually yeah, watched the show. Was... I'm sure that, <laughs> or just incredibly like angering as well. So bad. <laughs> yes. they're like, wait, I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> um, it was it was a really fun show. It's not that complicated, but it does really handle a lot of cool themes that I want to talk about in this, and it also uh, botched some themes as well that we should talk about. Um, here are some comments from fans and friends of the podcast. Uh, Otto, one of our biggest fans, says uh, his thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier is it's basic Disney shit for adults. Thanks, Otto. Yeah, that's Eloquent. probably true. Uh, Maddie, <laughs> huge, uh, huge MCU fan, big fan of the show as well. Um, she says, besides some minor issues, which I'll bring up later, she felt it was pretty close to perfection. Um, so on rewatch, she'll have no problem just fast forwarding to more of Bucky's face. Yummy yummo. True that. Uh, yeah, Sebastian Stan is a fucking hunk. We are all of... thirsting after we Sebastian God Stan. Like right Sebastian yeah. Stan. My God. We do. My God. Um, so <sighs> let's let's start breaking down this season and getting to our thoughts. What were? Let's start here. And Layla, you could kick us off. What were your thoughts going in? Did you care about Sam Wilson or Bucky Barnes? Um, what were you expecting the show to be after WandaVision? I I feel like I always have the same answer for this. I was very skeptical about this show. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't necessarily skeptical. I thought this was just going to be... I, I thought I was having a hard time because I was so obsessed with WandaVision and how innovative it was and how different it was and I felt like we were just jumping back into what Marvel does best and just kind of that same old like buddy cop like bros being funny to each other kind of stuff um so I was not entirely sure I I knew I would like it and I knew it would be fun Marvel content that I would enjoy but I didn't know 
if this was going to be anything exceptional to me. So I was skeptical about that part of it. Okay, and and Nick, were you kind of the same way, or did your uh, joyful optimism seep in going into the show? <laughs> oh, I was very optimistic that this would be fantastic. Uh, we're just talking about what we thought before we watched it. Yeah, kind of going in and what you were hoping uh, for it to explore, and uh, what you were or what you were expecting it to be. Uh, just like WandaVision, I was hoping it would lead into something really interesting for um, the next phase of Marvel movies because. Um, there's a lot to do and explore and it's the hugest, most popular cinematic universe of all time. Um, so it better be good was my mentality going in. Love it. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I was more skeptical of WandaVision going in, but of course like really liked it. And I hoped that any show afterwards from mcu would be as creative and as detailed as it i did you know i saw the trailers for this and it just looked like fun it looked like um uh kind of looked like a bad boys meets uh the mcu and i i was really looking forward to that and i was looking forward to the politics of it cap is my favorite character uh and getting into his legacy was something really important to me i would also say like you know as opposed to you guys I really like Falcon in the other movies, even though he's one of those weaker characters. Um, and uh, I obviously, I love Winter Soldier, um, the movie, and I also just really like what they were going to do with Bucky. And I think there was like a lot of room for that to be a great story. Um, so I was really excited going in. I didn't really need it to be anything super smart. If anything, that was a, a pleasant surprise from WandaVision. Uh, and I still, you know, I still had minor issues with WandaVision as well. But let's uh, let's actually talk about some of the characters because I think this is such a, as opposed to WandaVision being about two main characters that we know, this is more of an exploration of some lesser known characters. And um, so let's kick it off. Let's just talk about um, Sam and Bucky first. I know you guys didn't really like and partly it's influenced by your distaste for Anthony Mackie and his interviews, but I know you guys didn't really care about Sam Wilson going in. Like, what did you, do you think that they explored his character? Well, did they make him a more compelling character to you in the end? You want to take it, Nick? Layla? Sure. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, I also watched an Anthony Mackie interview where he talks about his son and I was like, Oh, He's not a bad guy as long as no. You've bashed him so much. As long as there's can't say no one anymore. else around him, and he doesn't get to make fun <laughs> of the other people surrounding him in order to push through the interviews that he's in. True that. Um, true that. True that. I uh, yeah. Of course, he was more compelling by the end of this. Um, he's going to have to. <laughs> Anthony Mack is going to have to carry uh, a franchise essentially now, yeah. um, which is interesting. Um, or they'll have to backseat Captain America somehow but that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense that does to Um, me because i just can't see that (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know how that's gonna work but yeah they did an okay job making sam wilson more um you know important i it's this this is a facing off drinking game rule for sure but it's a bit (laughs) ham-fisted uh anytime i say ham-fisted but it it is like it's just they bash you over the head with the with some of some of it, but not not all of it. Uh, not as much as other parts of the show. 
I actually I agree with you, but I think the and I and I agree with you to the point where I think the more subtle moments, like him not not him saying a speech on TV, <laughs> but him talking with Carly Morgenthau and him talking with Bucky and him talking with Isaiah Bradley is where you really get to, oh, this guy actually was fucking perfect to pass on the legacy of Captain America. And I really like that the show is is really grappling with uh, United States history's issue. Yeah, what it would with, take uh, to be... Yeah. Because, like, they, the one thing that I do like that they do is they make Captain America... They take him from being a superhero to being a figurehead, which is what would happen. If there was a Captain America and he retired, the government would be like, we got this. And then they'd put their guy and then it would be like, what is the symbol? And what it would take for a black man to be, to take us, what is become a symbol of America and then try and like own it and really own it would, I would imagine, I don't know, but I would imagine that'd be a very difficult decision for that person to make. Um, So I think they did a good job of making that clear. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you concur, Layla? Yeah, I mean I I mean they humanized him. I, I think there's no question about him just being exponentially better in this show because there's not much to him in the rest of Marvel's up until this point. Like he really is just this like sidekick character that makes funny jokes and plays off of the people around him and I did like how they humanized him. I loved how they played him off of a lot of characters. Like the dichotomy mm-hmm. between him and Walker is amazing. And I think it's incredible writing. And I think that was like one of the best ways for the, them to exemplify why he should wield the shield. Wield the shield. Um, wield the shield, baby. Yeah, no, I think they did a great job with him. I He's still not my favorite. And I still don't personally feel like he isn't that attached to him but i i think what they did was really smart and i think they did it as marvel always does impeccably and for to turn me as far as they did from a character that i could literally give two shits about to like have an emotional connection to him is great and they did that so yeah i completely agree Look, man, besides the stupid, like, leaving his skull wide open for enemy <laughs> fire, his suit is cool enough that I'm, like, his fully skull. invested in Captain America <laughs> no 4. It is the coolest fucking suit. He no superpowers. He doesn't need it. You're just going to leave the top of his yeah, dome? Skull. <laughs> just That's where his yeah. brain is. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. But it's, uh, get, the rest of it is a cool design. Him, uh, yeah, um, do you guys think that the show serviced Bucky's character enough? Do you like yes. what they did with Bucky? Okay. I, l- yeah. I loved what they did with Bucky. And that's, I-, I adore Bucky. He's been one of my favorite characters for a very long time. And mm. I'm glad they addressed it. Like there has to be a moment of addressing him grappling with his history and his past because he needs to move on to a different version of himself in this next potential decade of Marvel and this next like chapter of Marvel. We can't keep having this grappling of the winter soldier and bucky and what that means like we had to address it and it needed to happen and i loved that they but we're still gonna call him the winter soldier at the end yes um i but he owns it now um yeah but i mean i loved the therapy stuff i loved his relationship with the sweet asian man like i i loved i thought all i just think 
his characters, I mean, his whole story is a very empathetic one, you know, and I think they did a great job with it. And his relationship with Sam as well is really beautiful. And I love the progression of their relationship and specifically how Bucky grows within it, not Sam. I just really think Bucky really grows in that relationship really mm-hmm. beautifully throughout this whole season. So I enjoyed every second of it. And I'm, we'll take as many episodes as you can give me of Sebastian Stan being him on that screen. So... <laughs> Yeah, I totally, I mean, he was great, of course. (laughs) Everything with the psychiatrist or the therapist was really great. I do like that he is out of the woods in the end. You know, there's the woods in the background and he's kind of in the darkness and then you just see the empty woods. I like, I really like the stuff that they did with him and um, I don't remember her name, but the, one of the leaders of the Dora Milaje. um, Oh yeah, um, so good. uh, Yeah, when she's like... She's the one who, like, like, helped bring him out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought everything with that was great. I also thought in the scene where they're fighting John Walker, Mm -hmm. like, his lines in that, his delivery and, like, what Sebastian Stan is able to carry emotionally um, Mm -hmm. throughout the show is really great. So, I agree. I, you know, at some points it felt like the show was more invested in the Sam Wilson storyline, but I think that they brought it to a balance towards the end. and them together the first time they're like going into that warehouse it was that was the bad boys part of it that i really wanted where they're just fucking with each other the whole time for sure yeah i i would agree that i think they do a good job with both of these characters i think that they do a better job with bucky i think it's less ham-fisted ham-fisted yeah yeah Yeah. It, it just is like it's just more nuanced and part of that is is um probably sebastian stan being the superior actor between the two in my IMO. Anthony Mackie has Mackie's been a nominated good, a good for an Oscar, I'm pretty no, sure. He's a good actor. So. I just think it's a there's more to do with the role of Bucky Barnes. There's more nuance there, there's more layers yeah. that, that Sebastian Stan can play with and he does a really good job. I don't think he's the standout actor in the, the series. I have a different pick there. But okay, uh, let's talk about your pick because I know who it is. Wyatt Russell, baby. Yeah, let's talk about the two new people. So Carly Morgenthau and Wyatt Russell as uh, John Walker. Um, Carly Morgenthau. Yeah, let's talk. So talk about we we got notes for Carly, of of course. But um, listen up, Carly. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, talk about John Walker and how that character worked for you, dude. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Performance. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's Baby Boy is just such a great actor. I read, uh, oh crap, I can't remember the director or, or someone, creator of the show, something like that. Someone that worked on the show was talking about Wyatt Russell coming in and doing what he did with the this character. And they would, I think the quote that I read from this person was like, they would give him, they'd give him four layers and he'd come on screen with seven. Yeah. He'd like, He'd add two more layers of to this character, two more ways that you could read what he's thinking and doing. And that is exactly what you need, I feel like, in the Marvel Universe from a character that you're going to bring in like that. Because they do a good job of sticking, you know, away from being too much in any one direction. And if you can come out there and play with the nuance that he did, where you're like, is he bad? Is he good? Is he arrogant is he is he humble enough to to be the symbol that he is like what is john walker is he like goofy is he angry i don't understand 
Um, I think it just all ends up at the end really working. And they could, I mean, they could not yeah. ever bring him back or they could use him, you know, again in that role and you'd have a really interesting, they could make him evil, they could make him good, they could do anything they want. He, he well, did he's a, definitely going to be I mean, he's definitely coming it. back. He's, he's the US, US agent. agent. <laughs> not necessarily. There are no plans for him uh, technically to return in anything. Uh, yeah, but they fucking gave you they that gave scene him the where he's title. US agent and they yeah. gave him a new suit that's black. He's like, it's the same. They're setting Black. something up. Why even give him that title, yeah, Nick, which is really a Marvel stupid. character? I don't know, man. I'm just saying what Wyatt Russell said. He doesn't. He doesn't think. He doesn't know if he's coming back. No he's one's just told being him anything. Fucking modest. The dude, like, kind of like modest. quit acting for a little bit and was just like tending to his garden for a while after he was like a That's pro hockey one player does. in Scandinavia. Yeah, I agree with you though, Scandinavia. Nick. Everything else. Uh, he was. I think he was like a Norwegian uh, goalkeeper. Um, he's a jack of all trades, Layla. Love it. Yeah, I mean, he's. I, I've it. been a huge fan of Wyatt Russell for a long time. Like, I, yeah, I love cool. him in uh, Everybody Wants Some. And uh, when he started turning into this more like American soldier type person in like Overlord, I thought he was great as well. I love the little like ticks he does when he's like getting angry. He's just like trying to like quell those demons yeah and, he's uh, very manic in this show and it's pretty great he just has so much riding on him and such a chip on his shoulder and such a in even though he's like this ultimate like all-american boy he's still like insecure about feeling his the pressure and, for yeah sure. um yeah, he was great. Uh, I do feel like they kind of did like a 180 a little bit too quickly in the finale with him. Uh, that was a little bizarre. Uh, and I just want him to go just fucking straight up dark in that. But it was cool because you can understand. But it doesn't really make sense There was really enough in it to understand what he was. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense for that character to really do that if you like think yeah. about it. Totally. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about him, Layla, or uh, Carly Morgenthau? I don't really have much more to say about him. I do think that like it is important to address how great like he I kept thinking this throughout the whole season like he's just such a great depiction of like what the systems of America can create and I mm -hmm. love that and I love the metaphor in there and I love that they're trying to make a commentary on a lot of things with his character and it's like it's very nuanced and it's not perfect, but I do like that because like he like he's born and bred through American systems, through the army. And he does. I think he's been kind of I think the idealism that he maybe had has been like broken down. And as you said, he's like trying to also create this version of himself. There's this insecurity to be, to be this perfect all-American hero that like doesn't exist. And he doesn't like he can't grapple with that quite right. So I just I think he's like a unbelievably nuanced character that just got thrown into this like buddy cop mm -hmm. show. And I was very impressed by that. And I loved every bit of it. And of course him as an actor is just watching, watching Captain America, watching him grapple with this in these scenes. I just was like, Whoa, where is this coming yeah. from right now? This is incredible. <laughs> so, I, yeah, completely agree. Um, so that was really cool. Carly Morgenthau. Let's talk about her. Um, Morgenthau. Morgenthau! Uh, <laughs> yeah, Carly Morgenthau, the, the kind of main villain, uh, 
I, I'm forgetting the name of the actress, but uh, she's she's definitely good at doing these like small parts that uh, kind of Aaron villainous Kellyman. roles. Like, yeah, um, she was she was really good in Solo. Kind of kind of had almost the same character <laughs> yeah. in Solo. Um, but yeah, I uh, I wanted to bring up a point. So I know that Layla, you were having this issue going through it. Uh, in the first few episodes and I do feel like at some point in the middle of the season you started to understand Carly's and her Flag Smasher team's like motivations but what was their plan yeah what did they intend to do and like if it was terrorism they were just like why were they so mad that people would call them well she kept saying she kept saying like we're gonna get their attention like she just kept saying that we're gonna make like a statement and a point to like twist their arm basically (laughs) which bitch you're on tv you got their attention (laughs) so okay i I, yes but the beginning of the show it's actually still now one of my biggest qualms with the show is how they establish quote unquote the villain or like these like bad guys. I think they do a very poor job of it initially and I think they could have done a better job. I, eventually you get to it and they do a much better job by the third episode of explaining them and that's great, but I don't know why it took them that long. It was the first two episodes I was just like these are the dumbest villains ever. Why? Why explain this to me? So that was frustrating. But then I realized once they had explained it and I was more invested in why they were doing it and the purpose and the empathy behind what they were feeling and what these people were feeling and how I was also realizing how fucking impossible it would be for the world to like rebuild after something like that happened. Like I started thinking about that and it blew my mind, but I realized I kind of just have a really hard time with young villains. Like she just sounds so naive when she talks. Why would anyone follow her? They I have just, the same strength as her. Yeah, I mean, she just, she sounds like when Sam and her are having their conversations, they're really beautiful conversations because of Sam. But like, I have such a hard time when she's like explaining herself. Like there's this adult person in front of her very logically explaining to her why this is not the right way to handle these things she's feeling that are very valid. Like I, I was appreciative of them acknowledging that their feelings are very valid because they are, it's a, it's a just cause, <laughs> but yeah. he's literally like, I don't like, he's like, where are you going with this? Like, this is not going to get you what you need. I, and she's yeah. just so defiant. Like she's such a child about it. And I, I have a hard time with that. Like it, it very much frustrated me. And I know that's like kind of the point, I guess, but she just sounds like a kid. And I'm like, why is anyone following her? <laughs> like, this just is so dumb. I all, Yeah, I, I 100% yeah. agree with that. And I also just started to like, so this is my, I don't know if this is a topic you're going to bring up later, Gabe, where you talk about our overall trajectory of what we thought about this show. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just going to say it now. So if you say it later, I'll repeat God myself. God damn it. You're fucking really, with my structure, man. It'll be really boring oh, for everybody. Because, like, she's, they're a huge reason why I did not like the show for the first few episodes. And then the focus uh, was a little bit more Wyatt russell and his turn and more uh, talking about, you know, Sam Wilson growing into himself a little bit more, you know, about him. And then I liked it. It was really intense for a couple episodes. And then the end is like, uh, and I, and I, it's because the more I think of it, it's because there's no, like you said, Layla, like they're not built up well enough. So there isn't enough tension in the show. And I think part of that is what it was WandaVision, correct? Where they show us what the blip looks like when it unblips. 
Yes. Yeah. The unblipping. Awesome visual scene. The unblipping is horrifying. Yeah. Show us more chaos, of that so chaos. that we understand yeah. the context of who these people are because it makes absolutely no sense if you think about the scale of what would have happened for anyone to be doing anything that they're doing in the entire show almost by the end. Literally such a good point, Nick. I had a moment where I paused it and I just stared at the TV and I was like, why have they not done a flashback of people coming and their homes being gone or like them not having a place to go to? (laughs) The extent of it was Torres, the the soldier explaining why the flag smashers exist um We're told. and how they want it. but and then there and then you kind of got glimpses of it with that teacher in that um yeah. refugee area yeah but, yes yes um, but but, but yeah no enough. show it us. doesn't make it doesn't make any sense because why are these people the focus of there aren't other groups of terrorists that are larger like smarter terrorists smarter better Older. terrorists that are and actually child yeah, yeah it's like a child and like yes they have superpowers but I mean, the world was just, half the world was just eradicated by a big purple monster who snapped his fingers while he wore a shiny gold glove. Like, I feel like seven super soldiers, everyone would be like, yawn, what about the army of people that just appeared again in all of the major cities? Like, wouldn't there be people who were like, in the middle of what wasn't a building before, now have reappeared inside of a building, like and died immediately. Like, wouldn't there just this be? This just horrible? would have been a great opportunity to talk about that. For it doesn't sure. make it mm. does not make any sense in the context. And then, and then when you start to like, and I know I'm overthinking it, but like, if you really think about everyone, then it also doesn't make sense for anyone else to be doing anything that they're doing, because like, why is Captain like, why is Captain America being sent to hunt? these seven people down he doesn't have any superpowers send i don't know didn't stark leave some droids you could send to do the job that are like what why is any of this happening is the way that i ended up particularly because sam gives a five minute long speech to like one of the people that's in charge of it and i mean that guy's got to be like i don't know i'm really sorry i don't know that speech doesn't do help this. me yeah. fix the problem. <laughs> right. I, I mean, that's that's a huge issue. And I, I also just have to bring up, I mean, my issue with Carly is a little bit different than yours. I think mine was just that the show never really knew what to do with her yeah. and who she was supposed to be. Whereas John Walker, we get just enough. We get that locker room scene before he goes mm-hmm. out to announce that he's Captain America at mm-hmm. that high school. And that told us what type of character he was and it told us that even if when he goes to that dark place he would still save people and with Carly there was we had no background on her and they make you feel like she is a good character in the beginning and sometimes she has these intimate moments with Sam and you think that she's okay and then they make her like fucking straight up evil to the point where the flag smashers are all like, okay, whoa, dude, you got pumped the brakes. She's like, one world. And they're like, uh, one people. And then, um, and then at the end, you have, and then at the end, it's like, they make you, they put it in the, the way that she dies, they set it up. The, the director tries to make it into this emotional scene. And it's like, who fucking cares? She just tried to kill John Walker. She just tried to kill Sam Sam Wilson. 
and she has killed these other people. She's fucking past the point of no return, and she's killed by like Sharon Carter, who's also a bad person. Like I think, uh, I like I, I do think to a certain extent they do a good job of, like she is. I think what they were trying to do is portray her as like a product of. Like, similar to other issues within our society, she's a product of what society did. Like, she was, yeah. like, she, you know, mm-hmm. she had to deal with the fallout of what our government chose, which was, like, problematic, quote-unquote, in the show. And they try to make you empathize with that. I just think that the way they wrote her and her dialogue makes you just, like, not give a fuck about her. And I just yeah. wish they had cast someone a little bit older than her, honestly. Because I just... <sighs> she sounds so fucking petty and, like, childish when she talks, and it, like, makes me not want to care about what she's doing. I mean, is it doing. because she made them all superheroes? Because it's implied that she went to Madripoor and talked to Sharon Carter and then got all of them the secret yeah i think she's like yeah i think she recruits these kids these other people and she's recruit like she's started and they're like okay but then what are we gonna do after you make us strong and she's like bombs also why is she so much better at fighting than john walker like a completely trained person i have not even just john walker i have this note the fact that bucky in her fight and she like can go up Sometimes against wins. Bucky. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, she's not yeah. a, first of all, she's not what a trained was her fucking fighter. fight training? Yeah, yeah, like, she's not a trained Solo? fighter. They're both super soldiers, and he has a fucking <laughs> metal arm. Like, there's just no way yeah. she should be able to go up against him and stand. A vibranium arm uh, yeah. of, all, of all metals. Of all okay, metals. let's... The metal, uh, let's... The metal to all, and all metals. Go ahead. I, yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. We don't need to talk at length about these two characters, but we are missing a few... Uh, I wanted to bring up some points that Maddie ca- uh, brought up with Sharon. I do want to know, were you guys into what they did with Sharon Carter or no? It could be a simple yes or no. Mm, uh, yeah, I think it's more complicated than yes or yeah, no. Yeah, I was I was just about to be like, I don't think I can give you a yes or a okay, no. Wait, okay, at the beginning, she's awesome. First few scenes. Yeah. Do you like where they take her character and the fact that she's a power broker? I... <sighs> I mean, it's Maybe pretty, it's pretty obvious that she's the power broker pretty early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder now if she's a super soldier. That'd be cool, but she's probably not. Which would be stupid no. on her part. Just this inject is it, dude. Such a Just dumb take the thing. Vaccine. But I saw this on the internet a lot after the show finished. Everyone's like skeptic, like maybe thinking she's a scroll, and it's not really her. I uh, yeah, no. I'm I'm tired of that. Uh, I'm just theory. tired of that. Maybe Carly Morgenthau was a scroll. They're um, all fucking scrolls. But just to give you like my real answer, I I think I can't make that decision until we like dive into what she's supposed to be in the future. Like I just don't know yeah, yet. Yeah. Like it could oh, be man. something really cool, maybe. But I also, she... I was like a this... little like, what's happening right now? <laughs> the scene when she walks out of that like Senate yeah. hearing and yeah. she's like. We fucking got him. We got, like, we didn't get all the super soldiers, but we got all the access to weapons. They have no idea what the fuck's going on. And I was like, what? I know she doesn't talk like that, but it is such an absurd It feels that way. It really feels scene. that way. It sounds like a TikTok video impression of what she said at the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. I you hope guys that, can find I hope me on that, TikTok. Um, and... I hope that in the future, her character's thing is just standing in front of U.S. monuments and saying exactly what she's thinking way too loudly in front of other people in front of the wrong place yeah yeah I, I, it's yeah that last scene makes i was like pretty much about her until that last scene because it just like 
it makes things really confusing. It's just not a great scene for her. It's just not great. So Yeah. Maddie, who uh who I brought up earlier, she had texted me about uh Sharon and she's like, I'm just not a fan of hers generally, and I hate her for the obvious reason of sort of being in an incesty love interest for Steve. But that whole mystery seemed like an unnecessary reach for Marvel to show that they care about their female characters too, and it just didn't work for me. Um it's not incesty, but I will I will continue to bring up that it is so fucking bizarre that the Russo brothers made them love interests just for them to revert back to Captain America being with Peggy in the end. It, it was just like Bad entirely choice. unnecessary. Bad Let's talk very quickly, just super quickly, we don't about Helmet Zemo, the Baron, Helmet Zemo. Uh did you guys love everything Daniel Brühl was bringing to the table, or did you fucking love everything that Daniel <laughs> Brühl was bringing to the table? Because listen up, I know it doesn't really make that much sense for the character that we got in Civil War, but man, oh man, was he fun as fuck in this series. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't really have any qualms with it, no. It was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Doesn't it doesn't make sense that he put the helmet on. We all want to know what the I hell that helmet that. is. Um, I just think that the show had like, it's just one of those shows where it's like, dang, I'm cool with this because it's part of this big old thing. But, and I love that you brought this, that boy back because that boy's great in this and I love everything he does, but there are too many ideas here. And oh my God. Yes. I'm so glad you're saying that. In six episodes, it's just not enough. It's just too many ideas. ideas. And I think, I think that Baron Zemo is one of the biggest, like biggest piece of evidence of that. Cause like, yeah. Man, stretch him out like four episodes and you have just an absolute icon on your hands. Yeah. But I completely agree. Make him like this and you get a viral you get a viral video. You know what I mean? You could have had an icon, but you just got the viral video. Yeah, with him dancing in the club. Right. Release the the Zemo cut. Um, okay. (laughs) Done talking about the characters. Let's talk about high points. What was like maybe the highest point for you in the show? Oh. Like episode? Yeah, Moment? that or like things that you you really liked. Layla, you go ahead. Episode four is my favorite episode. Which one is? It? Yeah, yeah, where Walker kills the guy. Where at the Walker end. kills the guy. Um, where Sam talks to her at the beginning. Um, mm. where Sam and Bucky fight Walker at the end. I just think it's like uh, they fight Walker in the beginning of the fifth episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Fair enough. No, that's that's fine. Um, I. I just think it's, like, the best of this show. It's what I wanted out of the show, and I think it's all the best storylines out of the show. I think it's the most human moments out of a lot of the characters in the show. Um, I'm glad it still worked for you, even though you watched TikTok videos about it before watching that episode. And I would like to be clear right here and right now, of course it still worked for me, as I told you that it would. I don't (laughs) get it. Layla saw the ending of that where he kills the dude, Without any fucking context and probably with just like dumb like 14 year olds being like, oh my god, John Warner. <laughs> I and, love this depiction uh, that you have of TikTok in your head. Yes, yeah, it good. is pretty <laughs> awesome. I turn 29 next week. I'm old as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It truly is such an emotionally grounded episode combined with some of the best action sequences in the show. Like I just love the fighting in that episode. And I think the choreography is incredible. And I was so engaged with the fight scenes in that episode. So it, it it encompassed everything I wanted. And it was for me, the one episode that focused entirely on the characters I gave the most 
of a crap about. Like, Nick, you alluded to it, but I have a note about how I do think they tried to dip into too many pools in this show, and it was a lot, and there's a lot of characters introduced, and they're all great, and it ended up somehow working in six episodes mostly, but you easily could have taken one or two of these things out, and it would have been just as great. And that episode focuses on the people I cared about. So, yeah, that whole episode is a highlight for me. Yeah, that that's easily my favorite of the series. And I think if the whole s- series – and I said Nick was a little unsure about the show uh, for the first three episodes. And I just knew after the fourth episode it was going to flip it for him. But I think if the whole series was that, it would have been fantastic. I will say, like, I I – one thing I really, really love about that final scene is the context of that guy who he kills is someone who grew up in the United States and Captain America was someone that he worshipped and idolized. And earlier in the episode, Carly Morgenthau is talking about killing him and he and the camera focuses on him and he's hesitant and then he begs for his life before um, John Walker does what Steve Rogers never would have done because mm-hmm. they – you know they bring it. They bring it back when he fights um, Bucky and Sam in the next episode. They yeah. do the the moment that Cap. Because if you, when you watch Captain America: Civil War for the first time, in that split second, you're like, "Oh, well, is he actually going to kill Iron Man?" And then he just stops Iron Man because he had that will. And what was fascinating was like how John Walker didn't have that, but he was still a hero for people. You know. And they they just brought that home in a really uh, violent but eloquent way. Yeah, the shots in that episode are incredible. Uh, I mean, I just can't the, even. I, I do think the filming was incredible in this I, show. Specifically, mm-hmm. I remember sitting in that episode and because the, the, like they were trying so hard before that mo- that moment happened to like show the shield in so many like elegant shots to like just really show how important that shield is and and what it means and the image of him standing with it. There's so many beautiful shots of that up until that moment. And then right after he does it, the shot kind of angles from like a down up to him angle. And it's just, I I had chills a lot and I was shocked by that. Cause I was like the, the, the The shots are dripping. Yeah. Like vibranium making me feel a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. I I totally agree. Nick, is that your high point or did you have another? My high point is the scene following that in the beginning of episode five mm-hmm. where they fight. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's like one a great of my scene. favorite fight scenes in all of Marvel movies, I think. Wow. It is a great scene. Especially because it's like reminiscent of one of the best Marvel movie fight scenes. That final scene yeah. with Iron Man and Captain America. I think War. that yeah. it is yeah. just spectacularly choreographed that entire fight so so well done so and then i have a follow-up question does the u.s military teach everyone how to throw shields ever since world war ii in this alternate reality well i don't think so because you see sam training with it for a very very long time he can't do it initially so like obviously not And maybe John, John Walker, Walker had trained for a while too, and they just showed footage of him doing. I it. mean, but I it still like... don't fully understand how that shield works, but and no one ever will. But <laughs> well, I think there's something to do with the like the vibranium reacts with like objects differently, so it bounces because okay. it absorbs it and then like repels it. Or I think it's just an object that does whatever. It yeah, but really then also wants. it's just magic. Um, I <laughs> is it at least like a recreation? Do you think? Like, are there like recreational yeah. shield throwers? 
Like I guarantee there's leagues. like a world in which there's like a le- dude. There's cornhole in in our universe, and there has to be like a shield throwing. <laughs> so are thing you saying that universe. there's no cornhole in this universe, and they've replaced it with shield throwing? Yeah, I hope. Okay, that's all. Okay, uh, good question, Nick. <laughs> um, really happy to have you along for this episode. Um, <laughs> thinking about really it posing the days. deep questions here. Really, uh, know. okay. Let's, How many let's, guys can throw shields? Let's conclude it with uh, probably the most important question. Did it work? How do you feel about that ending? Um, I do want to – I want to start just because I think I was the most optimistic about this show from the start. Mm-hmm. And I was really, really into it for every single episode. And I got to say the second half of the finale just did not work for me. It was just like extremely preachy. I thought another high point that I forgot to mention is I think that the way that the show handles race is is good and important in this universe. I like everything with Isaiah Bradley. But like, man, it might have just been the directing, the way they have Sam tell that speech. And then it, the camera, they do the same shot where the camera goes to John Walker and then over to Bucky. They do it twice. And then Bucky's just all one of proud. my one of my least favorite things that they do in these type of movies is because w- it's it's being televised. They go to random characters or whatever that are watching, watching it to it. see the impact of this speech. And you get the Isaiah Bradley one is cool because like he needs that moment. It is corny, but like that one works. But then they do it with Torres too, and I was like, and he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, and I was like, what? the goddamn hell is this and then the final shot of the show i know that they change it to captain america and the winter soldier at the end but the final shot is like where he puts his arm around bucky puts his arm around him or whatever and it's and it's that fucking uh um blues rock like music in the background right after they just had like a a crab boil or whatever i was just like (laughs) Give me a fucking break. What show is this? Uh, felt like a Hallmark bro movie at the end. It was so 80s It's weird. I have to say, though, I didn't realize how much I needed a shot of Sebastian Stan with children oh, in yeah. my life. <laughs> I did not yeah. know I needed that as much as I did until it happened. So thank you, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Marvel. <laughs> That's, That's my awesome. take. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I I agree. I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know if you have more to add to that, Layla. But I don't. I 180'd in episode four. Was like fully down, fully enjoyed what I was watching, and then and then like turned back like 160 degrees. <laughs> It was in, just in the, the second episode. half of that episode, I would say. Yeah, I think just think it's like, again, I don't know what else you're supposed to do if you try and jam that much information in that way where you're focused more on the characters rather than the world. That's, I guess, where my issue comes in. If you focus on the world, do you know what I mean? A more global yeah. picture... You don't have to have so much preachiness. Right. You know? Because everyone's unified with the same thing. Because it makes more sense to the audience. It's just like, to me, was like, okay, you're, <clears throat> you made a finale. Nice. That's it. Yep. That's a finale. 
It just felt forced, I guess. Yes. I will say, yes. I, I mean, before I forget, just the moment with Cap or with with Falcon being introduced as Captain America is an incredible Marvel moment. Like I actually got chills when he throws the shield through the window and pops in and his yeah. wings spread out and like go in. And then when you see how they use him, like I think that was effective to get us. And I think that was earned. I think the series in six episodes really nailed like why Sam Wilson is the appropriate yes. heir to that. 100%. Yes. Everything I think that was just, earned. Yeah. I think him yeah. finally becoming Captain America was very, very earned. I, I'm like mostly agree. I, I didn't, mm, I think the only thing for me that I'm just like, that was a really bad choice is his speech. Like I just, (laughs) everything else was fine to me. I had like qualms with some stuff here and there. Like again, like so much of the fighting that happens where these super soldiers that have never trained how to fight fighting these like trained fighters are like winning. That was upsetting to me, but not even trained fighters, trained murderer. He's a, he murdered. He's like an assassin. Yeah. I, anyways, uh, I that was really frustrating for me. But it's the speech. It's truly the speech because it just it was so out of place. None of these sup- none of these superheroes have ever like gotten involved in like government decision debate. making oh, like ever. Also fair. <laughs> like it just it felt so out of place and weird. Like it's just like what is he doing? Like telling these people how to do their jobs like it's just it felt like really out of place and odd and like it is very not really America his him, sure but it, like captain america like steve rogers captain america would never have done that like he just never well, would oh, have hold done up, that hold on i uh, i i disagree with that what i what i think they were going with there and the reason why they kept focusing back to uh sebastian stan is that steve rogers would give speeches like that like there's that moment that they make a joke in endgame where ant-man is like wow he's really good or someone's like he's really good at that and then i want to clarify that yes he's really great at hyping people up and he's really great at saying the right things to his team like he is absolutely just the truest like american leader like of an army (laughs) but he wouldn't get to on your next point. Okay. I just don't, I don't Ross. believe I don't believe he'd get on national TV and give a speech like that. I just don't think that he would. I do, I truly do not believe that he would. Well, he was a symbol of propaganda in World War II. And then he also was does other give a speech choices. to uh Thunderbolt Ross and like actively disobeyed a uh, high-ranking military official. Totally. I think he does all of those things in very different ways, is my point. Like, what? He also <laughs> gives that fucking speech on the intercom in Winter Soldier. Uh, with the people that are, when S.H.I.E.L.D. is like turning, when Hydra's turning against S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and there's like Sharon Carter, he gives a whole fucking speech on the intercom. I'm just saying he would do that. I, but it would I just think be, he would, it would do it in, better. But doesn't that different... speech also serve the purpose of distracting everybody? Yes. Fuck, you're right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Layla, yes. And Layla, I get what your point is. <laughs> the thing is, is that Ro- Steve Rogers wouldn't do it in like an overly preachy way to a senator telling them on live TV. Yes, that, exactly. Like, That's 100% that my point. Because it's like, purposeless. It just, yeah. It, it just felt yeah. so out of place and so weird. And 
oh god i don't know it just felt so weird to me i didn't like it i didn't think it was like super appropriate it didn't feel right to the character it didn't really feel right to sam either like i just couldn't really see sam doing that and then it happened and i was like why is sam preaching to these like politicians right now it just feels so weird um so if you just took that entirely out of it and you had him like even if he just like said something along those lines in like a private room to some of these officials or something i would have believed it more than him just doing it with cameras in his face like it was so weird um because he is really good at that in private rooms yeah i mean his carly exactly every time he talks to carly i was like unbelievably impressed with how like understanding and like smart and intelligent he was as he was trying to help her understand and see and it just felt so forced in that moment in that scene because it was like also tying in race like he it was like it was like as you like very ham-fisted in the sense of like hey we're gonna finally address that i'm black right now so everyone in the world can see it and it just was like very intense i don't know i didn't feel like it was maybe the best way for them to do that but that was just how i felt when i was watching it i mean i i you're you're nailing that and i think i could see all the intention behind why they made that scene i could see it being the the second hand guy coming out of the shadows to be the leader i could see this character who over the past five episodes before this was grappling with the idea of race and his legacy in the wake of Captain America. And I could see him trying to make a public statement for Isaiah Bradley if he were to happen to fucking be watching. And he was. That's uh, that's not how news works. That was also one of the more frustrating things for me too. Isaiah Bradley said such poignant and valid things when they were in the garden talking to each other about what it would mean for a black person to take this on. And then he gets on this TV and starts saying all of this stuff. And Isaiah Bradley's just like nodding his head and smiling as he's saying it. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, again, he's like, yeah. Like, he's so saying forced. the same shit I said. <laughs> I'd be like, who is this fucking guy? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I still, I, I'm still satisfied with the show. I had a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, so um, I'm sure. very, yeah. very excited for Captain America Four. Uh, I am not particularly insi- excited for whatever they're doing with Sharon Carter's character. Um, I also think it would have been way fucking cooler if it actually oh. was the Mandarin as. Uh, the power yeah. broker and i thought when they released the trailer for shang chi and the 10 rings that that was gonna be gonna tie in uh it was gonna tie in because there's like fucking uh, symbols in the background but anyways it, it doesn't make any sense for sharon carter you to be the power broker it, it is it, it is okay so i i think i alluded to this and then you just started yelling at me the other day about seeing things on tiktok <laughs> and i never finished what i was gonna say it, I, it was over text you don't know if i was angry or laughing so uh, let's Let's cut it with the yelling. I'm going to go ahead. I'm <laughs> very confident in saying that you were yelling at me. But um, okay. <laughs> in I'm someone on the internet pointed out that in in the background of a shot in that trailer is um, Walker's shield that he made. Yeah. Oh. So there is tie-in somewhere. I don't know how, mm. but there's supposedly. Oh, in Shang Chi. Yes. Oh. I've seen that trailer like twenty times. Twenty times, and I haven't even. I watched it again like three times this weekend, and I didn't even notice that. Um, 
Cool. Okay. So he's going to tie into that. That's cool. Maybe. The USA. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, I'd be much more down if, like, it was actually major, like, vast majority Asian uh, actors or Asian American actors. So um, we'll see what that is. Uh, yeah. Any last thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Good job, Marvel. Thank you very much. What would much. you I rate it out it. of seven? Out of seven? Yeah. Using our Five. scale. 5.5. Yeah. I'm 5.5 as well. Five. Okay. Yeah, so slightly above average. Uh, It worked. That means it was effective. Um, Are you guys excited for everything Marvel that's coming? Uh, I think the next series is Loki. And I rewatched that trailer. That trailer is so fucking good. Give me Tom Hiddleston now. Yeah, give me Owen Wilson. (laughs) <laughs> in a in an office and uh i think i saw gugu and bath Raz in that too it's gonna be so much fun guys <laughs> what did you yeah. say about bed bath and beyond it's <laughs> 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 oh, great poor gugu uh what a name uh yeah i'm excited for that shang chi or that black widows right after that which i am very excited for um i think it's gonna be fucking epic uh, and Shang-Chi, if you have not seen that trailer, it's spelled Shang-Chi. Gabe has seen it for you, if you have not. Okay. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I don't know what it is. I think it's the song. because the so- And the song would not work outside of that trailer. It'd be annoying as fuck. But in the trailer, it's like, the dragon or whatever. Like, with the fucking dubstep. It's, that trailer is fucking rocks dude i can't believe how sick it is uh i i'm i'm so excited (laughs) Uh, and i think and then i think marvel's what if is another thing coming out this year that i'm super pumped for yeah yeah um and then i think the eternals (laughs) and spider-man are the last two for Mm -hmm, the year and i couldn't be more curious for what you didn't mention dr strange that's this year right Mm-mm. I think that's coming out next year. Next oh, year, that's right? so sad. Yeah. It's like February next year. Uh, there's a lot coming out next year. I mean, we're getting a lot of Marvel content this year that we did not oh get Oh my last God, year, I'm so. so glad that you brought up Spider-Man because I saw uh, like a meme or something. I can't remember if it was a TikTok or a meme, but it was making fun of like Spider-Man just sitting in New York as all this shit's going down in this in this show, just like chilling because he like doesn't pop up in this show at all and like all this shit's going down in new york at one point in this show yeah there's like always that weird moments where like any of these other marvel characters should be popping up up and and they're not pay a bunch of money to them to do it uh they might get there's probably i guarantee there's going to be a throwaway line that's like why he wasn't there at some point he does have to deal with some crazy shit in his last movie so yeah, it's really cool that each of the Spider-Man movie titles have are about home. Mm-hmm. I just noticed Homecoming, Far From Home, Far from and, home. and I can't remember this new one. It's like Homelander, Get Back Home, or something. Get back. Yeah, home. it's it's Johnny Homelander. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm excited for all this. Hey, uh, fun episode. But next week. We have nothing for you guys. We're actually going to take a break, uh, a much-needed break Suck for it. my birthday. We're doing Ew. it for me and, and only me. Uh, just kidding. I hope you guys it, – it is my birthday next it's week. But we birthday hope that you week. have a, a great Cinco de Mayo. I hope that you look up the history of that holiday 
and stop Americanizing it. Uh, and I also, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, just sticking with the themes. But then after that, we have a such a episode. fucking epic ep- uh, episode yeah. coming out. I'll give you a hint. It's two big Christopher Nolan movies. So every white male between the ages of 20 and like 42 just creamed their pants when I said that. So, True that, though. So uh, real. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely what just happened. <laughs> it's going to be great. Do you guys have any uh, send-offs or anything? All right, let's try this again. I am Captain. One what? world. <laughs> One people. Layla, you had two opportunities. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said something funny right before you said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am the Captain America now. Oh uh, my god, no. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>